Raise your hand if you have trouble listening to English on the phone. I know a lot of you have your hand up, so listen. This is part two. In this episode, you are going to learn two things that you must do when listening on the phone. You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to episode 71, the two things you need to do when listening on the phone. Paradigm English. Welcome, welcome. I am Ashley Roan from Paradigm English. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm super excited to have you here. This is a podcast where we're not wasting any time. We're getting straight to the things that you need and you want to do to improve your English. All right, so I want to give a big shout out to some of our group members over on the Facebook group. Now, this is a private group now, as uh, I'll tell you a little bit more uh, later in the episode, but go over to Facebook, type in the Living in English 365 podcast. I don't know why I said type that. I'll put a link below. That's bananas. <laughs> so a couple of folks, I want to give them a shout out because they are really who are uh, what is making this group awesome. So we have Emily. Emily is from Cartagena de Indias in Colombia. So go over there, give a big hi, shout out to Emily. We also have Johanna from, from Colombia as well. These are some of our active members over there, but you know what? Let me go ahead and shout out a couple of other people. We have Yunji from South Korea, and we also have Linda from Venezuela and Claudia from Italy. Go ahead and pop over there. Say hi to these folks. And um, I also want to point out that we have some very special folks in there um, who are somehow linked to New York City. If you remember um, a couple of episodes ago, we spoke with the amazing and probably the best teacher that Saudi Arabia has ever seen. Shout out to Saudi Arabia. But um, our Famous Z, she also has joined, so you can go give her some love and get, tell her thank you, Teacher Z, for helping me improve my English. And we also have Mariah. Mariah is moving to New York City. So go ahead and pop that, pop over there, introduce yourself. You might get a shout out in the next podcast. If you do, you'll definitely get a shout out on the Facebook group. Again, a big thank you to all of my group members thus far for making this group amazing. I do truly love you. And you know what? I really hope to see you all um, someday. Some of you I've already met, so I hope to see you again soon after this pandemic. Oh, gosh. Go ahead and hit like and subscribe. And you know what? Go ahead and share this episode with some other people who are learning English because you're a good person and you like helping others. Today's episode is part two in a series. So this is the final one. Last week, we um, talked about how you are freaking out and stressing out when you talk on the phone in English. I know it's super stressful. As you learned last week, I had the same thing happening to me when I was learning Spanish or trying to learn Spanish several years ago. And I just couldn't couldn't get it together. And it made me think of you all. So part one, 
was why is listening on the phone so hard? And then five things that you um, probably are having trouble with when listening on the phone. Part two, these are the things you must do when listening on the phone. Okay, story time. Picture it. You wake up, the warm sun is shining on your face. The birds are happily singing their song outside your window. And you can feel it's going to be a good day. As you roll out of bed, you feel a sharp pain in your chest. Ouch. You say, eh, it'll pass, you think. But it doesn't. And now you're having trouble walking to the bathroom to brush your teeth. You decide that you should probably call the doctor or an ambulance. So, you do. You explain everything, and you get the help you need. Great, right? But imagine that you're in Dallas, Texas, which is in the United States. Imagine you're in Dallas, Texas when this happens. Now you're anxious, stressed, and freaking out about speaking and listening on the phone. Will they understand me? They're talking so fast. You missed something important. Ouch. Your chest is hurting more. Ugh. Scary situation, my friend. Listening on the phone is important. This is part two of the podcast series about how it's difficult to listen on the phone in English and how to improve your listening. Now, let's check out a couple of things. Let me give you the first point. Don't make this complicated, okay? Prepare yourself with common phrases and vocabulary. That's number one. Prepare. How? I'll tell you four. Well, four and a half ways. First, think about the phrases you will use. So let's use the example from Dallas above, right? Think, how do phone conversations normally go? Right? There's a greeting, someone says their business name, the person's name. So for example, you call the um, ambulance or the hospital and they say, hello, this is Bayshore Hospital. I'm Amy. How can I help you? We had three things right there. Hello, the greeting, Bayshore Hospital, the business name, and then the person says their name, Amy. Usually people do this. This is good business practice um, and phone etiquette. But of course, sometimes they don't give you their name. You can ask them their name so you can talk to them by their name, but you don't have to. Right. Great. So think about these phrases um, that you would normally hear. Think about the contexts. Right. So this is at a hospital. You know what's happening to you. My chest hurts. I can't breathe. I can't walk. Think about the context. If that's too difficult, use topics. For example, at the doctor, right? You know, the doctor is going to ask, how are you? How do you feel? You need to describe, you need adjectives to um, tell him or her about your problems that you're having. You probably need to know body parts as well, right? Or if you're at the dentist, same. If you um, can't remember some of that vocabulary, go back and listen to the episode where we talked to Teresa. You have some really good vocabulary there. Toothbrush, cavity, gingivitis, or at school, failing, exam, you know, some things like that, anxiety, etc. After you do that, don't forget 
Number two, phrases the other person will use. This is the one thing you all do not do. You are so focused on practicing and learning what you should say that you never ever think about the other person. It's not enough to know what you'll say. You're on the phone. You'll also be listening at some point. That's how phone conversations work. It's a conversation. That's one thing. All right. So this is what many of you forget to do. And I've done it as well. So I'm also guilty. But let's go back to our example. Right. So we uh, have you've called the hospital, Bayshore Hospital in Dallas. By the way, that's I'm not a real hospital. I just made that up. So don't look for that. All right. So you called the hospital. Amy answers. Right. And she asks, you know, hi, how are you? This is Bayshore. I'm Amy. How can I help you? Now you need to explain to her. And hopefully you understood because you took point number one very seriously and learned the phrases that you need. Right? So, hi, Amy. My name is Jim Bob. <laughs> it's a terrible name. My name is Jim Bob. And I'm having heart pains. What could Amy say next? Think about that for a second. What could Amy say next? You told her that you're having chest pains. You also are going to tell her, I tried to walk to the bathroom and I couldn't. What could Amy say? Oh no, Jim Bob, I'm sorry to hear that. We have an appointment at two o'clock or, you know, if you're calling for your specific doctor or, you know, you need to call an ambulance, Jim Bob and have them bring you to this hospital. Think about what she said. So if you called specifically your doctor, sometimes, you know, your doctor is in the hospital. So you go to the hospital. Now she's asking you to make an appointment, to schedule you. So you know if you're gonna be scheduled, you know what you need to say. Your availability, I can't come, I can come. I'm free. Do you have this time? And she'll tell you some different times. So you need to know numbers. You also need to know those phrases that I just told you. If it's the ambulance, you need to call the ambulance. So what do you do? In the United States, you need to call 911, dial 911, and they'll send you an ambulance. In the ambulance, they're going to ask you, right, EMT, they're going to ask you specific questions about your health. What's going on? What's hurting you? Right? They're going to take your blood pressure. Um, they're going to maybe give you some fluids, meaning hook an IV to you so you can get some um, maybe oxygen or depending what's going on with you, right? Those are some things that you need to look at, not just what you're going to say, how that other person is going to respond. That is the key to listening on the phone because you don't have any visual keys. You don't get to slow it down. You can't keep saying, I'm sorry, repeat. I'm sorry, repeat. You can't do that on the phone. Some people, they think they're speaking very clearly and they're not. So after you have uh, done that, right, it seems so small and so basic, but that's the part you need to master. Master the basics. All right. So make sure that you learn the vocabulary that you need, practice saying it and pronouncing it. Practice the dialogue with someone a few times to help lower your stress. Here's the second thing. If you want to improve your listening, listen more, period. 
What are you listening for? Humans have a shorter attention span than 20 years ago. Some say it's only eight seconds long at this point, right? <laughs> You're not going to work against biology all the time. This is, these are facts. Turn off your subtitles. Stop translating everything. Listen more. You know what? I'm going to do a podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next week. I'll, I'll do a podcast on my top recommendations for podcasts for you to listen to, okay? Um, that'll that'll also help you. Anyway, I, I really do help, hope this two-part series has helped you. Let me know. The Facebook group is still open. Um, actually, I have changed the privacy on it to private um, just to protect you. I don't want any creepers in there. So I've changed it. But anyway, come over there. It's good to see you. We, we already have a, a growing group. This Facebook group is for you to practice, for you to get with other people who are also listening to the podcast, are from different countries, who probably don't speak your country. <laughs> they don't speak your country. Who don't speak your language. <laughs> They're probably not from your country. But uh, anyway, it's there for you. Also, feel free to donate to me. Um, I'll drop the link below. You can donate to me and it really helps keep these podcasts going. And it really just helps people from other countries who don't have the same um, resources as you do. Now, again, I'm still debating on whether to start my YouTube channel. I've gotten some decent feedback, but yeah, you know, I don't know. What would you like to hear if I did a YouTube channel? Hmm? More of the same like I'm doing with the podcast or maybe something different? Tell me your thoughts. So you can tell me your thoughts over at the Facebook group, Living in English 365 podcast group. Go ahead and check that out. Also, make sure that you have liked and subscribed and shared this episode. All right. I'm Ashley Roan from Paradigm English. Listen, I am almost finished. Finally. Oh, my gosh. Um, with the new Fluency Academy, I have changed many things and it's in a new format. So keep posted if you want. Um, I'll link my website below and you can go ahead and um, sign up. Uh, there will be a wait list. So just go ahead and sign up for that. I'll see you next time. All right. <laughs> Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Be sure to check the description below for all resources and links. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends.